the first thing I have to teach people is the yearn to learn. If you don't love learning, then don't expect better results. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me excited to have Brad Sugars. Brad, how are you doing today? G'day, doing well, Todd. Very happy to be here and have a chat. Yeah, awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining me. A uh, little bit about Brad. He's the founder and chairman of Action Coach Business and Coaching. Um, and he's internationally known as a very influential entrepreneur. Brad's a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and the number one business coach in the world. Over the course of his 30-year career as an entrepreneur, Brad has become the CEO of nine over nine companies as, and is the owner of multi-million dollar franchise action coach so man there's a lot more on this on this road on this journey brad why don't you instead of me just boring my listeners with your story <laughs> it's so much better when you tell your own so why don't you give us a little breakdown like where'd you come uh, from and you know, what are you guys doing obviously australian uh, but you know i started in business myself when i was very young 13 years of age had my first employees sort of thing though no, it was because uh, did you really I, at 13 you had yeah. an employee yeah had, had several of them in fact because i delivered the newspaper and i thought this is crazy it's too cold in the morning so i got the whole distribution area and i got my friends to deliver them and i managed the business so i thought that That's was really great. cool but um you know since then we've been in everything and uh so action coach is really the culmination of what are we now? We're about 1,100 offices in 83 countries these days. So you know, when you sit back and you look at coaching business people across the world, and even you know, from communist Vietnam and Russia and China right through to you know, here in the States, everywhere across the country, I think it's, it's, it really is every business I've built over the years and everything from you know, these days, and as I said there, I run... Actually, I should update that because I just bought two new companies. So I've actually got to uh, update that number. So in two days a week, I run 11 companies. That's basically the way I look at it because uh, one day a week is running Action Coach because, you know, it's, it's so large. I have multiple CEOs that I need to coach. And then the other companies I run in one day a week. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are work days for me. Hence why it's a Thursday. I'm here with Todd. So, so what do the rest um, of the days look like for you then? Uh, well, I'm, I have five kids, so that's, that basically explains what I do with the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> once you have kids, you don't have uh, much time to yourself. Although the two eldest ones just got back from college for the summer. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, the three young ones keep me real busy as well, but yeah. that plus that plus, you know, keeping fit, keeping healthy. Um, yeah. when you got five kids, you better stay fit because you got to keep going. <laughs> you got to chase them. So that's you know. great. So to take me through your, your entrepreneurship journey a bit, uh, you know, obviously you, you said you started when you were 13, uh, mm. super cool. You had, you had people working for you, which is even better. I'm trying to get my daughter to, to do something like that. Um, and she, she's like turning 13 in a couple of weeks. I'm like, Hey, you, we got to start your first, you, you, you know, you know what you could do throw her into my foundation, our foundation, the action coach foundation. We actually take young kids, 12 to 22 that are students. And we put them through an entrepreneurial training. Hmm. And they, they come through building their dream chart and their business plan. And then they do a pitch to pitch their business uh, to investors. So we take them through that over oh, 12 weeks. Cool. So yeah, send her across. We'd love to teach her. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, let's talk about the journey. Like what, what made you start thinking this way and, you know, wanting to run your own business? Was there anything yeah. that, that, like ticked or what, what was you it? Know, it the biggest thing was age 16. Um, I won the local Rotary Youth Leadership Award hmm. and they sent me away for a week's long training of how to be a leader and how to be successful. And so that was sort of a, a, a thing. It then kicked me into all the reading and the studying. I went and learned from Jim Rohn and met Mr. Rohn when I was 16 years of age. Wow. And you know, and now it's the other way around. Now I've read 17 books. I still read a book a week as Jim taught me, but uh, now I've, I've written 17 books. It's like, yeah, I give them to people say, right, there's your next 17 weeks, go for your life type thing. And, um, but I, I became a teacher purely by accident. Back in those days, uh, I was attending training courses and a fellow who you might know his name, Robert Kiyosaki, 
uh, pulled me up on stage and then he flew me across the world to teach in Hawaii. And I think I was 20 years of age or maybe 21. And uh, I was teaching marketing because what we were doing and I, I helped his team restructure a lot of the marketing around his stuff. And, and then he went and wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad or he and Sharon Lecter wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that became the biggest selling business book or wealth mm. book of all time. And uh, but that's Rob started me on that journey and got me up in front of people teaching and I love teaching. So it was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And eventually people kept asking me for help. And it was like, well, look, I don't have the time. I'm running my own businesses. I'm doing a few of these speaking things. And listen, if you call me every week, I'll kind of coach you on how you should do stuff. And after, I don't know about you, I'm a bit of a slow learner at times. After about a hundred people asked me for, can you help us? Can you help us? I finally went, maybe I should do a business doing this thing. Yeah. Hence, we started Action Coach and here we are 30, uh, 29 years later, 29th birthday this wow. year for the company in August. So, and uh, literally hundreds of thousands of business owners that have, have been helped by us and, and uh, members of our organization that work with us every single week. So yeah, we, we, I like to build communities, Todd. I like to build communities of business owners. I think it's lonely being a business owner. I think it's, it's a struggle. Um, cause you, there's no one you can talk to. Who do you talk to your banker? No, you, you're hiding shit from your banker. You know, you, your accountant <laughs> isn't really going to help you much. You, you He's know, hiding stuff from the government. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you're paying for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, you think about getting business owners in a community and getting them learning together and learning with each other and from each other. That's what I love doing. And so that's why coaching became a thing. And, you know, I still spend, uh, most of our, our, our business is doing other things, you know, commercial. Uh, so real estate is a big one for us. We're mostly in commercial, mostly medical suites is what we do uh, now. That's our niche. Um, but uh, we started out in the very basics of real estate because I had to put money somewhere. When I was making profits, I'm like, where do I put this money? And it was like, I don't know. And I went to the stock market. I'm like, I don't have time to do the stock market. Yeah. And, then, and then I started learning real estate and I went, I'm doing real estate. I just, it's a set and forget stuff. Yes, that's perfect for me. So, but over the years of building all the companies and everything that I've done, um, you know, I look at our commercial cleaning business and, and our catering business and all of these things that we do that are just natural, normal, everyday businesses. That's where I learn everything that I teach. You know, I don't teach based on being a professor. I teach based on, hey, this is what I learned and is working for us in our business. So my newest book, which will be out in a few months called Raise Your Hand Marketing, all came about because I'm doing this stuff and I'm saying, well, this is what's working for me. And people are like, tell me more about that. So that's why I do a lot of webinars and a lot of free stuff on social media. And I don't charge people for, for that sort of stuff. I charge them for my time. So, and my team charges for their time. We're happy to teach them for free a lot of the stuff, but. So, so what are some of those um, principles of success that you teach people so, so they can obviously learn and follow kind of the, the, the journey that you've had and, mm. and try to mimic or, or one up? Hopefully beat me. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. beat me. Yeah, one come on. It. That's, that's yeah. the goal, isn't it? The student should become the teacher. Yeah, absolutely. So what, but what are some of those principles? I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you guys teach at Action Coach? Well, let's, let's do two sides to that. Let's do life success and business success. And, and I guess we can do the third side of wealth success too. I actually, when I turned 50 a year or so back, I actually got in my TV studio, Todd, and recorded 30 minutes a day for 30 days on business, the same for life and the same for wealth. Cause it was like, I want to get everything I know down. And now, now we have people learning that the 30 X 30 minutes for 30 days. So in life, I start with the formula of dream, goal, learn, plan, act. So dreams times goals times learning times plans times action equals success. So you, if you don't start with massive dreams, your goals are going to be wimpy. Your goal is going to be to pay the bills. Like if you're a business owner and your goal is to make wages, guess what you achieve? You make wages. Yeah. You know, if your goal is to put a million dollars in profit in your profit account every year, then you move towards that. If your goal is to work 80 hours a week or do whatever it takes, then that's what you do. If your goal is to work two days a week, then that's what you end up doing. So you got to have massive dreams. Dreams are 10 to 20 years out and you have no idea how you'll achieve them because you have no idea. You're not the person that will achieve those dreams. You're, you're today's person. And so then you put goals, anything inside five years, we want in a goal. The most important goal, by the way, is the daily goal. Because if you achieve your dailies, you'll achieve your annuals. Mm -hmm. And if you don't achieve your dailies, you'll never achieve your annuals. 
Same as planning, the most important plan. So dream, goal, learn. Now, this is where most people fail. They don't do enough learning. If, if the, the person, you, let me tell you a story, actually. Back when I was 16, I met Jim Rohn. I set a goal of financially retiring at age 25. What, what do you think, Todd, was the average response when I told people, 16-year-old little snot-nosed kid, telling everyone I'm going to retire by 25? Oh, Have yeah. a guess. They, they told you to go take a hike, I'm yeah, sure. As if that's going to happen. Yeah. My, friend, my friend Leon, his dad actually sat us down, and he's an engineer for the city, and he sat me down and told me how that can't happen, won't happen, and definitely won't happen for me. Every time I bought a new car, I'd go around and honk the horn at his house and wave. You know, and be like... <laughs> I use that as motivation type thing, but you know, what he didn't realize and what most people don't realize is that I was willing to learn and become the person that could do that. You grow into your goals. You don't set a goal and then it magically happens. Your goal, the reason you set a goal is to know what you have to learn. If you set a goal of doubling your business, then you go, shit, I better read 20 books on how to double my business. If I don't read 20 books on how to double my business or follow 10 podcasts on how to double my business or, or do you know what I mean? Like people, the learning work is the hard work and most people are unwilling to do that hard work. They're willing to shovel stuff for 20 hours, 40 hours, 80 hours a week, but they're not willing to spend half an hour a day becoming the person that will achieve their goals. No, you got to be more. Life doesn't get easy. You got to get better. So, you know, dream, goal, learn, then write the plan. Once you've done the learning, then write the plan. Don't write a plan. If you write a plan with no new learning, your plan's going to say, do the same stuff you did last month because that's all you know, you moron. No, you've got to grow. Most, Most business people don't have a recipe for success. All they have is a recipe for doing the job of the business. So what we do is we build business owners, Now, my definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. If you have to be there, it's not a business. It's a job and you work for an idiot. Too straightforward for most (laughs) people, but that's the reality of life. Your business needs to be an asset. Your business isn't a cash flow system. It is an asset. You need to build something that's saleable. For it to be saleable, you have to finish it. You have to actually build a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. It has to be run by a management team. You want investors to buy it? That's what you need to have. So- So that six-step formula takes people through the whole process. And again, I've written 17 books that take people through all the process and and teach them that thing. On the wealth side of it, wealth is where I actually go through the whole process of cash flow and capital. And, And so what's your cash flow strategy and where do you get cash flow? Well, you need business for cash flow. Business is the ultimate cash flow machine. And people are like, well, I'm going to invest in real estate for cash flow. Well, then you're a moron. Real estate's about capital gain. The real estate you're buying so that you can gain capital over time. Yes, you have cash flow. Why do you need tenants? Tenants pay the mortgage. They don't pay rent. Get rid of the word rent from any vocabulary you've ever had in your life. It should be gone. There's no leases. No, that the tenant pays the mortgage. That's their job. So in 20 years time, you've made 400% return if it's gone up $0. That to me, Todd, is, is the simplest part of real estate. Yes, most people don't get it. There's only one reason I buy real estate because someone else pays for 80% of the damn thing. All I pay for is 20%. I never pay more than 20% of the asset value. Now, sometimes I can get away with only paying 10% of the asset down or 5%. Most of the time, because you know when you're investing bigger stuff, you're going to pay 20% down or maybe 30% down in some parts of the world. Or in Auckland, New Zealand, now they're making us put 40% down. That's the legal uh, because they're trying to get this talk about government stupidity. Well, we're going to make investors put down 40%. So that's going to slow down investors buying. No, what it's going to slow down, you moron, is properties available for rent. So now the rent is skyrocketed and they're all like, well, look, rent's going up massively. I wonder how that happened. Well, if you read the interview I did, you would have found out that's what's going to happen. But anyway, they're government officials. We don't expect them to be smart. We just expect them to show up and look stupid. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so that's sort of the three... Uh, sort of areas that I teach on the life success, because there's principles to success in life. You want to be a great dad, read 20 books on how to be a great dad. You want to be an awful dad, never read a book. Learn by trial and error type thing. You want to be great at anything, you got to learn it. And so my my main theme with teaching is uh, the first thing I have to teach people is the yearn to learn. If you don't love learning, then don't expect better results. I mean, don't, don't complain about the results you didn't get for the work you didn't do. You know, and the learning work is the work you got to do first. So dream, goal, learn, plan A. I love it. I love it. And, and we're covering uh, a lot of ground here, buddy. This we is cover 
already, you know, we're just, we're just getting started here. We're covering a ton of I, It's funny. I heard somebody the other day say kind of the similar thing about the dream. Um, and, and I thought about that for a little bit and I go, you know what? I told myself when I was, I don't know, just getting started in my business. I said, I'm going to have this specific net worth. I had a net worth goal by the time I hit 40. And guess what? I hit it, mm-hmm. but I didn't go way above it. And the, yeah. that person who said that says the exact same thing. He said, you know what? You got to make sure you're, you're going big enough because you'll hit. If you want to make a million dollars a year, you'll make a million dollars a year, but you're not going to make 5 million. You're yeah. going to make a million. So if you want to make 5 million, you got to go after 5 million or 10 million or 20 million or whatever that might be. And I was like, Oh, I made a specific <laughs> net worth goal. And guess what? I hit it. And, and at the it. time it felt big, but now it's like, wow, I yeah. really, I really should have went a lot bigger. Goals are both a stretch and a glass ceiling at the same time. And that's they the, are. the, that's the, you know, two sides of the coin, I guess, you know, I, I look at it back to uh, W Somerset Moore and said, nothing, if not at first a dream. And I've been quoting him for many years. And literally the other day I was in London walking down the street and I see House of Rider, W. Somerset Moore, and took a photo in front of him because it was like reminded me of that dream sort of thing. And yeah. I think that, you know, what we as humans are conditioned to do is to, you never heard the term reality, you know, you know, but that's be realistic type right. of thing. And, and, and no, why be realistic? Why not be unrealistic? I get one shot at life. I get 4,000 weeks approximately. That's my entire life. That's what I've got. May as well make the most use of my 4,000 weeks I possibly can and have the biggest goals I can. And it doesn't have to be financial goals. It can be my biggest goal is to travel 60 days of the year. Great. Then make that your biggest goal. Travel 60 days of the year and work out how to do that. You know, so I, I think that's an important aspect of, of what we're looking at here. Success is you know, they always say success is the gradual realization of a worthwhile goal. I think success is growing into the person you want to be so that you can have everything you want to have and yeah. do everything you want to do. Yeah. Back to my formula of B times do equals have, which I haven't talked to you guys yet, but you know, who you are times what you do determines what you have. And you work that backwards. What you want to have can determine what you need to do and determine who you need to be. So, you know, I want to have, uh, uh, as you said, million dollar net worth, right? Who do I need to become in order to do that? Well, I need to become a real estate investor. I need to become a business owner. I need to become a leader. I need to become a communicator. So all those different aspects to it. Yeah. So, so good. So, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I have a hard time believing we were put on this world to just kind of play it safe and, Pay the bills, get by. What's that? Yeah, play it safe, pay the bills and get by. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that's why we were put here. Just to like chill out, play it safe, make sure we don't go to go too crazy. Don't want to make a difference, right? Mm. That just doesn't seem right. Well, you know, you look at it and you got to find something that you love. Yeah. That you're good at, that the market needs and that people are willing to pay for. Mm. So for me, I found something I love. I love teaching, coaching, educating. I found, I I was good at it and I trained my butt off to get good at it, like public Mm. speaking and stuff. I mean, I've probably done, I don't know, thousands of them. I forget how many. In the first two years of public speaking, I did more than 200 speeches a year. Wow. So it was like, you know, I'm going to get good at this. Probably probably my guess is you started doing it for free. Oh, I was, dude, I, I revolutionized the public speaking business back when I did this because everyone would charge for their events. And I went out and just gave it away for free. In those first two years, I put 288,000 people through free events. And the entire seminar industry hated my guts because from 288,000 people, I sold weekend workshops and then coaching programs to 14% of people that showed up. So, you know, I know how much money we made from doing free events, but you look at it, the world changed. Google came about. Google is now free. So your free seminar is Google. Your free seminar is a podcast. Your free seminar is now all of those things. And that's, if I go back to raise your hand marketing, let's spend five minutes on that if you don't mind, Todd, because marketing is a big subject. So the, the goal of me as a marketer today is not to make a sale. The goal of me as a marketer is to get someone to raise their hand. 
So everything I do on social media, on, on platforms, everything I do is about getting people to say, hey, I'm interested. Hey, I'm interested. So when I do a webinar, I don't ever write, I don't ever put on my social media, oh, here's the latest webinar, click the link. No, I write up on my social media. Hey, I'm doing a webinar on the four key principles of life success. If you want to learn the four key principles, type the word webinar below and we'll send you a link. So now Todd's typed the word webinar. I now know Todd is interested. I now can message Todd, communicate with Todd and eventually make a sale to Todd. Hey, and Todd writes, Todd writes webinar. So I shoot him a note saying, hey, Todd, what's the best email to send you the link on? Fantastic. Now I got Todd's name and Todd's email. By the way, Todd, if you want to chat with one of our coaches, here's the thing, book a phone call. So now I've got Todd's name, email and phone number. And now you're on my database. Now I, Everything is a database today. So every social media is a database. Your podcast is a database. Every database you build, Twitter, LinkedIn, they're a database of potential uh, buyers from you. Your goal is to build the database and then get the database to convert. So it, it depends on the strategy. But if in every scenario, you're looking at getting people to raise their hand, like it blows my mind. When someone joins me on, on Instagram or on LinkedIn, what most people you join, you connect with them on LinkedIn and they send you a sales pitch. What are you a moron? No, people connect with me on LinkedIn. I send them a gift. Hey, thanks for joining me on LinkedIn. Here's a gift. Here's something for free. Love to have. Thanks for connecting. By the way, if you want to learn more, let me know. Contact us back. And what do I get back? 80% of people write, thanks. Really appreciate that. No one ever does this stuff. And so they're from that, that thing, they write back and say, thanks. We say, hey, what are you most interested in learning about business or life or, or investment? What's the thing that you're, what's your thing? Oh, I'm most interested in investment. Oh, here's a couple of other videos on business. But by the way, here's my full program on business. If you'd like to join us, like how easy is this marketing thing? It's about getting conversations, not sales. I want conversations. I want people to raise their hand so I can get a conversation happening. And, you know, it's like, my uh, catering business, we use food trucks and we do catering at weddings and stuff like that. So a simple post of ours would be a picture of us at a wedding saying, hey, if you've got any events coming up, type the word event below, we'll send you our full menu for every event that we do and you can change it up and do that. So we get 10 people every time we do a post or five people, however many people saying, hey, I've got an event coming up, I'd love to see your menu. Like just ask us for something, say, ask me for a thing, ask me for that. When I'm connecting, my coaches, when they're connecting on LinkedIn, um, this is my latest book and it's 2.7 pounds. It's full color print. It's very valuable. It was a national bestseller. It was on the Amazon's bestseller. It was on uh, all the bestsellers, right? So when someone connects with us, the, my coaches will say to them, well, tell us about your business, great. And if they book chat, hey, listen, I'd like to drop you off a book. And so they go around and they drop a book off to someone and people are like, what's the catch? Well, you got to read it. That's, that's the catch. You know, you actually have to read it and make <laughs> use of it and do that. Yeah. Well, you know, tell me more about coaching. Well, this is what we do and this is how we work. That sounds interesting. And boom, you're in a conversation again. You know, it's all just about get them to raise their hand and get them to, to have a conversation. Like when your podcast comes out, I won't put a link to the podcast. I'll put up, did this amazing podcast with Todd. You won't believe some of the stuff he asked me and some of the answers we had. In fact, the answer, when he asked me about blah, the, the answer was such genius. I've never talked about that stuff on a podcast before. If you want a link to the podcast, type the word podcast below. And boom, all of a sudden, everyone asks for the podcast and that. We write white papers. We do uh, all sorts of things where we just say, hey, we wrote this white paper. If you want a copy, let me know. And, and so people get into conversations with us. We don't worry about trying to sell. We're just worried about getting a conversation so that we can start farming. Too many people are hunters in marketing. We want to farm more. Hunt a little bit, but farm mostly. Oh, I love that. Hunt a little bit, but become the farmer. You know, in the questions, the questions lead to the conversation, which lead to you providing the information, which eventually then leads to the sale, but it wasn't a sale. No. It was them going, I want this. Yeah. It's you no guys, like and trust. Yeah, the exact hundred percent. No like and trust. That's how you're going to get people to do business with you. Not like, the LinkedIn post <laughs> that, or, or the people LinkedIn hide behind it. I, I love it. I forget who the author is and all these names. Oh, Jeb Blunt. 
Jeb Blunt in uh, his book, yeah. he always talks about, yeah, yeah, that's that guy that hides behind social media. Oh, did you do any prospecting today? No, but I posted seven posts on Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. a moron. You're hiding behind your social media. And and I in, I messaged 10 different people and told them about my business. <laughs> they read it, maybe, if you're lucky, and they yeah. went, yuck. Yeah. Yeah, no, you gotta, you've got to build conversations. And that's really what we're about in many cases. It's like people say, because I devote uh, time to going on podcasts and I find the best ones in the world like yours and I go on them and I invest my time. And people are like, why do you invest time doing that? Because how else are people going to find me today? You know, where are people going to find me? The best learners are on Todd's podcast. Great. The best learners are on Todd's podcast. I'll jump on Todd's podcast and all of us, I'll meet another few hundred of the best learners uh, tomorrow, you know, and then the next day, another few hundred of the best learners and the next day. And in 20 years time, when people are researching and they come across me on Todd's podcast, I'll be like, yeah, that was worth investing an hour of my day. Yeah. Yeah. Build conversations. They're evergreen too. That, that's what I like about podcasts and a lot of different things is if you build something in a book, like you've got 17 books, these are evergreen. They're not going away they're just going to continue. And so that's a, that's a ton of value that you're creating for other people. So on that evergreen whole concept, this is why whenever I'm talking digital marketing with people, I said, well, show me your website and your SEO for your website. Show me your podcast, show me your blog, show me your YouTube channel and your Pinterest page. And they're all like, well, here's my LinkedIn, but hang on. LinkedIn is not permanent. Yep. Any of those non-permanent channels should be down the priority list. The priority list should be permanent channels first, website, blog, podcast, or YouTube, Pinterest. And Google owns YouTube, so they're going to send people there. Pinterest is a, a, another one that has a three to six month shelf life. Every pin has three to six months of before its half-life is done. Whereas Twitter, the half-life is like hours. Yeah. LinkedIn, yeah. a day or two. Instagram, maybe a day, generally a few hours. Facebook, maybe a day, generally a few hours. And they can change the algorithm at any point in time to mess yeah. with whether they show you to people or not. So uh, I, I love commenting on or liking, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn. If nobody's commenting or liking, that thing just goes right yeah. down. And that's why I always ask people, comment with this below. I do a thing called drive time every day on, or not every day. I used to do it every day. Now I've actually got a life. And uh <laughs> But because yeah, my team said to me, boss, we need more content from you. And now they're like, boss, we got enough content. You're fine. It's, it's good. You know, <laughs> been doing drive time for like three or four years. Even during COVID, I sat in my driveway and did driveway time. But yeah. I talk about a subject for five minutes or so on, online. And every time I just ask people, type in what city you're in. And it's no more complex than that to say, hey, type in what city you're in. People type in and we go, hey, that's, a, that's one of my favorite cities in the world. Hey, haven't been there in a few years. And so there's a conversation started. And then I ask them a question. What was your biggest uh, lesson from today's drive? They type that in. All of a sudden, I've got 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 comments. Boom, it's up the algorithm. Facebook's going to show that to everyone else that's following me. So yeah, I, we could talk on that subject for days. I love marketing. <laughs> love marketing. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you see? I mean, you guys coach a lot of people. How many, do you know how many, how many people have, have, have gone through your program? Do you have that statistic? Uh, no, I know we have about 280,000 current clients. So. Wow. So out of, you know, 280,000 current client, clients out of, you know, many, many other past mm -hmm. clients, what, what's this, like the theme? What are a couple of the big things that you see that those, those who have the success and mm -hmm. those who really just go through and just never make steps, never take the leap and have that yeah. success. What's the difference? Uh, first of all, we've already touched on the learning. If they're not learning, they're not going to be more successful. It's yeah. as simple as that. The second one is uh, accountability to somebody. Mm. See a big company has a board of directors or shareholders. So they have accountability every day. And that's why coaching, one of the big reasons coaching works mm. is because you have someone that you're now accountable to. If you're the owner and the CEO, you're bad at both jobs. Yeah. You know, because you're the CEO and you lie to the owner every day. I'm the CEO. Yes, I did a great job. I worked as hard as I possibly could. Owner turns to you, yes, yes, you did. We love you. We think you're the best employee <laughs> in our company. Oh, you're now lying you to yourself. Go hang out on the beach for a while. Yeah, you're <laughs> lying to yourself. You're never performing at your highest level unless there's someone you are held accountable to. And that's where, as a coach, if I come in 
and I and I look at your business and say, well, you should be growing by 30% this year, 40% the next year, or whatever percent based on your cash flows and, and that sort of thing. I'm going to hold you to account to grow. I'm not going to hold you to account to pay the bills. I'm holding you to account to be a great testimonial for me. I want you to tell the world how you tripled your business because of me. I don't want you to tell the world how you stayed hardworking and did all that. That's just not worth it to me. So accountability is a big part of the ones who succeed versus the ones who don't. Uh, I think the, the, the third is probably that they have a level of um, they, they become business owners. Let's put it that way. So if I, my book, Billionaire in Training, uh, that one right there. What I take people through is the entrepreneurial ladder that uh, how wealth created. And so we take them through uh, how you're, you start as a student and that's the start of your entrepreneurial journey because as a student, you're an apprentice employee. Once you become an employee, you're an apprentice business owner. And that's your job as an employee to have 20 different jobs. So you learn how to be a business owner, have a sales job and get paid to learn sales, have a marketing job, get paid to learn marketing, have an accounting job, get paid to learn those things. Because the last place you want to learn everything is when you're in your own business, because then you're paying yourself to learn. So you're learning by trial and error. And that's what crushes most new businesses that people never learned the sales or the marketing or the manual, all that sort of stuff. So from employee, you move to self-employed where it's just you, the solopreneur, where Again, there's a ton of learning to be done. You got to be in good at sales. You got to be good at marketing. You got to be good, good, good at all the different aspects of business. Then you start to employ people. You move up to the manager. See the 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 uh, self-employed person's on the seesaw. Find the work, do the work. Find the work, do the work. Find the work, do the work. You know they're running back and forward at all times, making a sale, then doing the work, and then they realize, hey, there's no more sales. I got to go make more sales and do more work type thing. The manager starts to employ people. And again, because they haven't done enough of the learning at this point, they, the, the people don't really work for them. They work for the people. Um, they, they're working 24 hours a day to pay the wages and not paying themselves. They're paying their staff more than they pay themselves on, on many occasions. Yeah. It's like, no. So you've got to learn systems and management and leadership and planning and cash flow and all of those things. Again, you've got to learn. That's why, you know, your first business is the hardest because you don't know what you're doing. Your first million's the hardest because you don't know what you're doing. Your first real estate deal is the hardest because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You, you've got to learn and do all that sort of stuff. And then from a manager, you move up to owner where you build a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. So, and, and then from owner to investor and investor to entrepreneur. An investor is investing their own money and entrepreneur is having people invest their money with them. So it's, it's where you move from, I'm an investor to I'm now taking people's investments. So that's that's sort of that final tier of, of having people invest with you, whether it's in real estate or business or, or, or uh, stocks. Uh, it, it's that final tier. But where I see a lot of people fail is they don't ever get out of that employee mindset. They're still waiting for someone to tell them what to do. They're still, they still think like an employee. They're and I don't care if you ran the work. biggest... Yeah, if, if you ran the biggest company, but it was someone else's company, and let's say you, you know, in the budget every year is half a million dollars, you got to cut a half a million dollar check for a marketing campaign. And because it's someone else's company and someone else's money and it's in the budget, you just cut the check. Yeah. In your own business, I bet they're going to be, they're sitting there, it's $500 and they're going to be like, do I really need to do this? Do we really need it? Because it's their money. There's a different emotional um, so intelligence that comes with it. It's like, you know, once you've bought 100 properties, 101, there's, you have the emotional intelligence to handle that deal, even if it's a bigger number, even if you've added another zero to your game, you went from million dollar properties to $10 million properties, you still have the emotional intelligence to play that game. Whereas yeah. if I'm an employee, the emotional intelligence to be an employer, just like the simple one, employee loves paid holidays, paid vacation, employer hates the shit out of that stuff. Like, there's, there's no, you know... I got to pay people to not work. I hate that stuff, you know? <laughs> so the values shift and the emotional intelligence has to shift. So that's a lot of what coaching is, is growing the person. Because the, the second thing that I would say to answer that question is they can't let go. They have to be in control. They, mm. they believe that, you know, if yeah. you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Well, Brad, <laughs> no one can... That. Yeah, no one can do it as good as me. You know why yes. no one can do it as good as you? Because you don't train them. You don't teach them. You don't have any systems. You don't have any accountability. You don't have any measurement. You've, you've specifically not. Like the superhero complex in most business owners is high 
An yes. employee fails, dun, da, da, da. in comes the superhero to fix the day. The owner walks in, saves the day and turns to the employee and says, see, that's how you should do it. And they walk off and they think they did a good thing. No, you just taught your employee that he's a moron. You don't care about them. They're not worth training. They're not worth investing in that you think you're God and they're not worth it type thing. No, the job of an owner is to build people better than you. I don't build my companies, Todd. I build my people. They build my companies. It's as simple as that. If I had to build all my companies, then where would we be? You know, it's, and the, and, and, that's, I, I guess it's that thing of, you know, you've got to learn to let go. When you learn to let go and trust your people that they'll do a good job, when you build your people and they do a good job, and that's not abdication, it's delegation. There is training, there is a system, and there's measurement. If, if there's no training, no system, no measurement, that's abdication, not delegation. Real delegation happens when you train them, there's a system, and you get a measure at the end of the week, so... Man, powerful stuff. We're on speed teaching day today. It's like speed I, teaching. I I love this. Uh, just I I eat this stuff up because it's so true. And and I've seen in my business the same thing. I, I, I tell you know I can do it all, I, and I can. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't mean I should, and it doesn't <laughs> mean I'm the best at it. And if I am, well, I'm doing something wrong, right? Yeah, uh, the old hustle and grind. Like for yeah. me. I remember that when I first started out, that I, I wore it as a badge of honor that I could work yes. 16 hours a day and I could, I could sleep at night in my office. And, and it was like, how dumb was I thinking? And, and that's why I say today, hustle and grind is the new stupid, you know, because it covers up all of the problems in my business. I did all the sales. It covered up the fact I didn't have a good sales system. I, I could stay up late and write the marketing. It could, you know, great, didn't have any good marketing people. So I covered it up by working harder rather than working smarter. So yeah, and I feel thanks like for that reminder. Every, <laughs> every entrepreneur, every business owner is probably going to go through a period of time of that, right? Where, where mm -hmm. they're doing that stuff, but mm -hmm. the quicker they can get out of that, yeah. the better, right? They're, they're yeah. actually going to start growing. You're actually going to start enjoying your business. Cause if you're doing that, you're just continuing to do that. You're going to get burned out. You're going to hate your business. And you're going to be so excited to go back to work for an employee, employee, yeah. employer, yeah. Um, you know, just doesn't make sense. Or you're going to years in. out and you hate your family and your life. <laughs> 10 years into my business, I actually, uh, my then chief uh, marketing officer, chief sales officer, turned to me and we were at a conference in Arizona and he turned to me and he goes, I think it's time for you to take a break. I said, yeah, I think I should go off and have some lunch or do something. He goes, no, 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 no. Do you like this business anymore? I said, no, I freaking hate it. He goes, go, go be a dad, go do your thing. I'm going to be CEO. You need to leave because huh. we can tell you don't like it. We can tell you're burned out. So I went and spent four years being a full-time dad. And after four years of being a full-time dad and learning the words to every door of the Explorer song, I realized I should probably go back to work. So, <laughs> but I did it on a different, different way. I didn't do it full-time. I did it uh, by running the company and coaching my CEOs rather than that. So that's, wow. that's my job today. Be the coach of my CEOs. I'm chairman of my companies, not CEO. You know, the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is a millionaire wants to be CEO of their own business. A billionaire wants to have CEOs of their own business. Hmm. Wow. Never thought of that. Mm. That's, that's cool. How, so somebody's listening to this, they go, man, I, I want to make these leaps. I want to get to be the chairman mm -hmm. and have CEOs of my company and I'm ready for something. How do you know if you're ready? Like where it, if, if somebody calls you up and says, Hey, we, we, I want some help coaching. You're like, who's ready? Who's it for? Who's it not for? Yeah. Look, coaching, anyone who wants to achieve more is really where coaching starts. So we coach CEOs and business owners. That's who we coach. Now we go into their organizations with training, but the CEO or the owner of the business is who we coach. And if they want to grow, then come see us, come hang out with us. You know, we, we, Look, we, we get confronted every single day. And during COVID, we're confronted more often than, than ever before with business owners who are just at a point, Todd, where they're like, okay, I'm done with just doing good. I want to do great. Hmm. Or on the flip side of that, we had a bunch of them come to us and like, I, I think my business is going to die if I don't change. Or I think I'm going to die if I don't change type thing. Business owners have always been looking for a better way. And 
you know, we're not a quick fix. We're a, you've got to learn, you've got to grow, you've got to do all of the work with us and we'll help you get there, but we'll show you how to do it. We'll actually work with you and get you there. And we have hundreds of thousands of clients that have done it before you and you'll attend the training and you'll do the learning and you'll grow. But we are over a period of time and we start every business owner, Todd, by saying, okay, tell me the date by which you want to finish this thing. By what date do you want this to be running without you? And that's generally somewhere between three and seven years in the future. You know, if you're in a, in a good place, it'll be about three years. If you got some good managers in there now, it'll be about three years to get that thing to where it'll run without you. If you're in a just startup phase, it's going to take seven to 10 years, depending upon where you're at. But we build business owners that build great businesses. And, and uh, so, yeah, jump on Action Coach. First session's free for everybody. You know, every one of my coaches in the world does five hours pro bono every week. So we work with five business owners for free every week and see if we can help. If we can help them, we'll tell them we can help them. If we can't help them, we'll tell them we can't help you. Sometimes we can't help them because they're just not coachable. Uh, you know, you've met those business owners. Uh, you know, sometimes we can't help them because they're in an industry that we probably don't want to be involved in. And that's okay for them, but it's not just, it's ethically not who we are. But most of the time we can help them. It's just a matter of at what speed do they want to grow? And some people want to grow by reading a book. Some people want to do my online training courses. Some people want to become a member of our organization and do their learning that way. And others want to get one-on-one -on -one coaching and grow the fastest they can grow. So it, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, the speed of learning determines the speed of growth. And so if you're going to just do it by books, well, how fast you read determines how fast you're going to grow. And if you're going to do it with a mentor or a coach who works with you every week, then you're going to grow faster because they already know the path. They already know the way. And they're just going to guide you on that path and be your best cheerleader or the person kicking your butt if you need that. Uh, you know, some people need that. I don't know. It's just the way some people are wired, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, you have to be ready, right, for it. But you also can't wait. You should be always growing, always learning. I mean, you never. For me, I'll I'll never arrive. You've never you'll never arrive. And if you feel like you've arrived, you're in a bad. In my opinion, you're in a bad position. You're you're yeah. you're, you're you're gonna it's start. Funny. And that's a big mistake, right? Yeah, it's what you learn when you think you know everything that counts. <laughs> so, I mean, my you know, if if you're listening, obviously the show that you believe the same thing. I mean, you're listening to this show for a reason. It's because you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to become better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anybody listening to this show, to Brad, um, mm -hmm. has has done just that, has grown. And if, if you haven't, you got to rewind it. You got to listen to this again, because there's been just a ton of amazing information. Brad, I've got a, just a couple more questions that I ask every everybody. So um, what's a favorite book that you can recommend to our listeners? Uh, other than my 17, of course, they're the first ones on my list. Yep. Uh, I go way, way back when people asked for my favorite book. It was two books in one. It was called My Life in Advertising and Scientific Advertising, Claude C. Hopkins, written in the 1920s. Hmm. And it really taught me that your, your, your job as a business person, as a marketer, is to get people to come to you. You know, how do you get people to come to you? Because every business problem can be solved if you're making sales, you know, you, you, you've got the money to do that. So yeah. I like that one. Um, it's funny that you mention a book made in the 1920s. That's about marketing. Yeah. And it's still oh, yeah. relevant today. Dude, it is more relevant today than it ever was before. He tells the story of Schlitz beer and how they told their story and became the number two selling beer in the country at the time. And, you know, what he did and he told the story. So he tells stories when marketing, because this is when marketing first started. We go back to before the 20s and there wasn't really marketing because there wasn't a newspaper, there wasn't radio, there wasn't all of these things. So the only way marketing was done back before that was, you know, the, the person traveled, the traveling salesperson, they were given a yeah. spiel. And, you know, the, the, the guy at the store knew all the new products because there was only five that month. You know, <laughs> these days is five new products every 14 milliseconds type thing. And so you've got to cut through that clutter. But yeah, it gave me a real understanding of where we move through and where we, where we do that stuff. But 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm an avid reader. When I met Jim Rohn at age 16, any books by Mr. Rohn, you got to read. Um, but when I met him at age 16, I remember getting him to sign my notes at the end of the event. I said, Mr. Rohn, what's one thing I can do as a young man to guarantee I'll be success? He said, son, read a book a week for the rest of your life. And, and, and it wasn't a book a month. It wasn't a book every two weeks. It was a book a week. So wow. I'm 16. I'm, I'm young enough and naive enough to not challenge him. You know, as you get older, you go, oh, yeah, that might work for some, you know. No, I was young enough to just go, okay, a book a week. I can go to the store every week and spend $20 and buy a book every single week for the rest of my life. And that's what I did. I always joke now, though, Mr. Rowan used to say, no one can do your reading for you. At, uh, audible. audible. So I get my reading done for me every single day. Yeah. So, I oh, love it. All right. So Brad, last question. What are your three pillars of wealth creation? Oh, only three. All right. Uh, first one, wealth by definition is the ability to live a number of days forward. Mm -hmm. Meaning this, uh, how many days forward can I live at my current lifestyle if I stopped working today? So if until that number is infinite, you're not wealthy. So and until you can never have to work again and live at your current lifestyle, you're not wealthy. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably number one. Um, number two, I go back, cash flow capital. Uh, I go back to one of the things I mentioned earlier, cash flow and capital. That's what you're looking for. And you have to build both. You can't just build one. I see people get tripped up in real estate all the time because they don't build their cash flow. They're therefore borrowing capacity is limited and therefore they're stuck. If you don't keep increasing your cash flow, you can't keep increasing your borrowing capacity. And even, yeah, you might think that your real estate portfolio adds up. No, they're going to look at it. The mortgage is a loan against your income, not a loan against the property. So cash flow and capital, not cash, cash flow and capital. And that's why business is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I think the, the third one is build a wealth entity that is your family's legacy type thing. And that is, you know, for us, it's we're the Sugars family, so that's that's our company, and that's the, the shareholders are me, my wife, and all of our kids, and uh, that fa that business has a business plan. So your wealth business has a business plan, and the plan says, "Here's what we will buy in real estate." And it, it, if I can add a fourth one, it'll be rules and niche. Know your rules of what you will and won't invest in. If you don't have a set of rules, you're not an investor; you're a gambler. You know, these are the rules. If I had to give it to an employee and say, this is what we will invest in, then the rules need to be that clear that an employee can follow the rules and invest in the stuff that you've written down. This is what we buy. Anything outside of this, we don't buy. If it's in this, that's what we buy. And niche, same thing, or niche, depending upon where your listeners are in the world, uh, you must stick to what you're a genius at. You know, I don't ever want to be... Like for us, when we first started out, I was, I was a genius at buying house, single homes on large lots, cutting the lots up, putting them into two or three, or knocking the house down and building a six pack or an eight pack or a 12 pack of apartments on the dang thing. Now we're experts at, uh, at, at medical suites. That's what we do. We're, we're just, if, if there's a spot to put medical suites, we're on it. We'll either build it or buy it. That's what we do. We know it. We're good at it. We know the rates of return. We know every dang thing there is to know. We know what shape to build it for the doctors. We know what way they want it to be. We know what size it is. We know those things. Become an expert in what you're investing in. The people are too lazy in knowledge and therefore they lose their life saving. Like to me, Todd, someone goes to open a business and their life savings are going to be invested. I said, well, show me your professional business plan. They don't have one. I'm like, well, you're mm -hmm. stupid. Like if you can't invest a year learning how to open your own business, a year building your business plan and writing a real business plan as if you needed to get investors or as if you needed to get a bank loan, then don't invest your own money in something yep. you wouldn't, that no one else would. Yep. So anyway, we could... That one's a long conversation. That one's a really long conversation. <laughs> I'm always amazed by people that want to buy real estate and they just want to buy real estate. Like, what do you want to buy? Well, I just, I want to buy something. I want to buy real estate. Well, or buy something that's going to grow in capital value. Really? Okay. What's good. that mean? Right. I don't, I don't care if it goes up in value, you know, cause I, the, the number one thing is if it goes up in value, fantastic. Now I do care, but Ultimately, I get a 400% return in 20 years because someone pays the mortgage off for me. I put in 20%, someone pays for 80%. I will do that all day, every day for the rest of my life. Like, you know, you think about your grandkids or your kids on their first birthday, you give them a house, right? 
Now they don't know you give them a house, you put it in trust. You give them the house, you put in 20%. On their 21st birthday, you give them that house and it's fully funded. Yep. Like you're a genius. You just gave them a fully funded home because you were willing to take 20 years to get it paid off. Genius <laughs> move. Genius move. Love it. Love it. Brad, look, man, I, I really have appreciated this conversation. I could, I mean, we could, we've gone on so many different avenues and we could dive deeper into all those. Uh, but obviously for time, we're just not able to. But if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way they can learn more about what you got going on? Uh, two things. I'm going to get my team to send you a link, Todd, because we just did a special where we did 90% off my 90-day training program. Awesome. I'm going to give that to all of your people as well. Uh, or just bradsugars.com or literally any social media. I'm not really that hard to find. Uh, it's pretty easy. I'm on every single thing, even Pinterest, the crafty one. Now I'm even on TikTok these days. I don't Are do any really? dances. Yeah, 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 but it's teaching on TikTok. And you're not dancing. I'm not doing the dancing thing. Just ask my my teenage daughters. Tell me, Dad, please don't dance. Please so, don't dance. You know, you know, I'm a six foot four white guy. What's my chances of being a good dancer? <laughs> not high. I look like those, you know, those things at the gas station where they blow them up, and that, that's yeah. what I look like when I dance. So I get I'm to not, do my I'm, lame dad shimmy. If if I had TikTok, I'd subscribe to your TikTok and I'd, I'd ask you to do a dance. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> We'll, we'll All right, that. Brad. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Thanks again so much for joining us. Be well. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.